Hey there, and thanks for joining us for this episode of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name's Aaron, and I am sitting here with Dr. Banning. How are you, Dr. B? Man, I'm doing great, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm doing swell. I'm happy. It's uh, Christmas season. We got the Christmas music playing, and everybody's uh, upbeat. And even we even had a little snow. I don't know if you knew this or not. Oh, I heard. I heard there was some snow. There was a sighting. <laughs> there was. I, I yeah. drove right through a mini blizzard in uh-huh. Nashville on, I believe it was Wednesday. I got you. And it was cold that day. Yeah. But I love it. I love snow. I love Christmas. I love celebrating the birth of our Savior and uh, being with family and friends and all everything that comes along with the holidays. I love it. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Don't you? I pretty much do, yeah. <laughs> I pretty much do. Good. In fact, last week we were uh, recovering from a big Thanksgiving meal. That's true. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. And I recovered just fine. Good. Thank you. Good. <laughs> And your football team won, didn't they? Yes, yes, they did. They won the big game last Saturday. Sweet. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to get anybody mad at us. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not not going into any details. Oh, boy. Because, you know, the rivals, uh, there are certain certain people on both sides that just can't stand the, the other no matter what. Oh, you mean a lot of people hate the Auburn Tigers? Yes, and a lot of people hate the, uh, you know, the 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 uh, Crimson Tide. I even found it hard to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you got a, you're going to cough or something, or a hiccup. But I'm not one of those fans. I do love my team, but I don't hate the I don't hate anybody else. Yeah. Okay. Usually. All right, I got you. <laughs> You're trying to get me in trouble. I know exactly what you're doing. No, you you got the noose around your neck. I'm just waiting for you to. Oh man, what is it? The, the is it the Chinese that use the silent treatment during negotiating, or probably that give sounds them like what rope they would to do. hang them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, so uh, so yeah, today we're going to talk about fat, and the title of this is called Fat Chance. Good. Yeah, I think that's kind of clever. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about fat, we're going to talk about cholesterol. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about some big fat lies. And we're also going to talk about diet. We're going to talk about, uh, if you are taking cholesterol medication, what you could probably use to help you tremendously um, with some of the side effects. And then we'll kind of talk about some of the old um, fast food logos. <laughs> okay, that sounds fun. Uh, Good. And we're going to quote from a couple of books. One's called Drug Muggers. It's written by a pharmacist. It's a fantastic book. If you're on medications and you're wanting to learn the truth about the medications and what you can take to help you. Yes. Um, Drug Muggers is a great book. Um, we're also going to be reading information or using information for the book Salt, Sugar, and Fat, which was written by a Pulitzer Prize investigative journalist named Michael Moss. And that's a classic. That was an instant yes. classic when it came out. Um, yeah, it's a good book. So the other thing is is we're going to be looking at a, uh, some results from some studies and just kind of generally what everybody thought the gospel was about fat and cholesterol and low fat and um, and really, now we're coming around, and uh, there's a lot of people getting great results with eating high-fat diets. 
That's amazing. Healthy fat, yes. And it's just out there. I know so many people have gotten tremendous results with it. So, anyhow. Do you remember, I know both, you and I are both old enough to remember, I believe it was the early 80s, uh, the fad diet of the time was called Stop the Insanity. Oh, I remember her. She was good. Yeah, but but she was all about no fat whatsoever. Okay, no, yeah. No yeah. fat. And so, people got sick. Yeah. I mean. Right. It, um, so so that's why if, if you can think of any fad diets, bring them up. Some of the stop the stop the insanity was a good one. Yes, they marketed that one. <laughs> Boy, like they crazy. did. Yes, I remember um, it. I mean, that's been what 30, 40 years ago, probably. and and yeah. I still remember it to this day. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, so what what I'd like to do is just talk about you know the center of fat in this fat discussion is cholesterol. So I'd like to talk about. Uh, the significance of cholesterol in our bodies and how it relates to health. Okay. Um, so, you know, cholesterol is a steroid. No, I did not know that. It is a steroid. Um, anything that ends in the word, in, in, in the suffix O-L, is also called an alcohol. So it's an unsaturated alcohol, which means it's got a probably an oxygen in there for oh. a double bond. But it's a member of the steroid family. That's not important to remember, but... It's interesting. It, yeah, so cholesterol is in everything. Um, it's essential for the normal functioning of all animal cells. Um, it's the fundal, fundamental element for normal structural makeup and fluidity of all cell membranes. Okay, so what's a cell membrane anyhow? Um, a three-dimensional picture of a cell would just be a sphere. And that cell membrane acts as a wall. Um, it acts as a barrier. All right. And we've got billions and billions of cells in our bodies. But, you know, we have, uh, gosh, we have nerve cells. We have heart cells. We have blood cells. We have uh, digestive cells. Brain cells. Respiratory cells. Brain cells. Um, prison cells. What kind? Oh, prison cells. Yes, yes. Um, I don't have any of those. Gosh, uh, immune cells, kidney cells. I mean, you name it. And so every single cell um, at the center of its function and its signaling is cholesterol. And so the cell membrane, a couple things that it does is it keeps toxins out. It acts as a barrier. Okay. So... It's important that we have an adequate amount of cholesterol in our body because our cell membrane is made of cholesterol. So, do you know how a virus works? A virus can get into your body, but what it does is it drills a hole in your cell membrane. I didn't know that. So, if you have a thin cell membrane that is deplete of what we call phospholipids or cholesterol-containing fats... It's easy for that virus to, to go right into your cell membranes, your cell wall. So not only does it act as a barrier, but it also acts as a way, uh, an immune response, a natural barrier for viruses. Um, it also has doors. I call them receptor sites. A receptor site would be like a key for a specific hormone or an enzyme to open up that door and let something come in okay. or let something come out. Um, so it's, it's for nutrient waste or it's for nutrition, you know, the waste products have to come out. You're right. Right. You can't just keep getting waste products inside of your cell or it'll no. just 
it'll blow up. Yeah. So really, if you looked at your cell, it actually has very similar organs to what our body has. It has kidneys, it has um, a stomach, a digestive tract, it has a, you know, a place where it makes energy and all that fun stuff. Um, so that's the thir third thing. So, so what the cell does, it has little organs inside of it, like what I was just talking about. Okay. So the organs separate different processes. So you don't want your poop in with your food. No, right. no. You don't want it. <laughs> Confound yeah. it. So that's why we have an intestine, a, a GI tract. That actually is a, is a tube that is actually outside of our body. Does that make sense? I mean, physically it's inside, but it's gotcha. an area where a lot of stuff happens where it doesn't get into our blood. Um, it's a garbage it's chute. properly prepared, and then it gets absorbed through the small intestine. But the, the large intestine is... Is for poop. So, so the cells have different organs inside of them to separate processes, um, you know, just like breathing, um, all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, but there's something called fluidity. And the fluidity of a cell membrane is the ability of things to move inside the cell and outside the cell. Oxygen, carbon dioxide, food, waste, um, blood sugar. Um, proteins, amino acids, um, just all kinds of enzymes and things like that. And so, um, you know, it's just amazing if you start looking at all this stuff, how important cholesterol is. Um, it's really important in what we call uh, signaling, cellular signaling. Um, it's important in transporting things. It's important in nerve conduction. The myelin sheath, the sheath that's around your nerves, yes, has got a fatty lipid layer that has cholesterol. Your brain has cholesterol. Okay. Um, how does your nerve fire the muscles? If you don't have cholesterol, it doesn't work. So cholesterol is just so significant. Um, See, we don't hear enough about the good cholesterol. No, we don't. And there's a reason we don't. Um, it's also what we call a precursor molecule. So in synthesis and production of hormones, steroid hormones, okay? Okay. Synthesis of vitamin D, which actually is, is essential for health. Um, vitamin D is like a hormone. It does so many things. It's yeah. unbelievable. Um other chemical pathways like cortisol. If you have low cholesterol levels, cortisol is a stress hormone. You can't handle stress very well. You can't function. You might have psychological breakdown. You might have loss of memory. Aldosterone, uh, that's for fluid retention. So urinary function, that type of thing. Okay. Um, adrenal androgens, that's for energy, that's for growth. Oh yeah, something called sex hormones. Very important. Okay? Yes. Very important. So, you know, low cholesterol can even affect your sex life. It can affect development. Um, it, cholesterol is also inside of your bile salts. Bile salts are like detergents that help your body digest, guess what? Fats. Aha. Uh -huh. Right. Um, have you ever tried to, to, to remove a grease film with water? Yes, I it have. does not work. No, it doesn't. You will be doing that forever. So bile salts or fat, it takes fat to digest fat. 
Okay. So that's just what cholesterol is. Uh, it's part of the bile salt, and that's what your body uses to digest fat. Why do you want to digest fat? Because you want to break it down. And so your body breaks it down. These little things called micelles are just little circular spheres. So it increases the surface area so those fat enzymes can break down the fat better and you can digest your fat better. Okay. So um, so let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you've heard of vitamins that are water-soluble. Yes. That means... They're dissolved by water, like ascorbic acid is one. B-complex is one. Um, ascorbic acid, that's vitamin C. Yeah, that's not really vitamin C. That's a synthetic form. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But vitamins A, D as in dog, E, and K are fat-soluble vitamins. If you have low or inadequate cholesterol levels, you're just not going to be healthy. Um, it's going to affect your immune system. It's going to affect your blood. Um, it's going to affect the way your blood clots. It's going to affect so many things. Well, no wonder so many people were getting sick when they stopped the insanity. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Stop eating fat. Well, stop living, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's why. So, anyhow. Um, so... What happened is they just did this big study, and uh, it's called the Seven Country Study, SCS, or the Framingham Study. And out of that, it came up with a lot of hypotheses about lipids and fats. You know, it was easy to see, hey, well, does it make sense? If you eat fat, you're going to get fat. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but in chemistry, one of the first things we... Re we, we uh, we learned was like dissolves like so if you have a fat it will not get dissolved by water no now if you put a fatty acid in with that water it will dissolve it okay okay so like dissolves like unlike does not dissolve unlike so if you have a fat in a water you know how you see oil on top of the water yeah that's what happens with fat so people that don't have enough bile, that don't eat enough fat, they don't digest their fat. They get something called steatorrhea, which is fatty stools. You thought I was going to say stay out of Rio, right? That's exactly what yeah. I thought you said. Was, was that a movie or I was something? Gonna, you know, I was going to make a joke about going broke it, gambling. I'm, I'm starting, to, <laughs> starting to feel you now on some of this stuff. Yeah, it must be yeah. my facial expressions. I know. You're going, oh, hold on a second. I got a joke. I got you. Um so anyhow, um, so, you know, certain things have been vilified with cholesterol. The HDL particles are the happies. The LDLs are not the happies. They're bad for you. Okay. They're the losers. In essence, both of them have critical functions in our body. Oh, really? Yes. Even LDL? Oh, yes, of course. Um, so when our bodies get inflamed, though, guess what happens? I don't know. LDL particles go up. Okay. Okay. HDL goes down. And so they take that and they figure, well, we just need to focus on getting rid of those LDL particles. Well, both of them are important. They are involved in transporting cells. Um, like LDL actually transports cholesterol to the peripheral tissues. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I'm I'm a little shocked because this is the first time I've heard LDL as has a, a purpose. Well, that's what's frustrating. I mean, there's so much incredible stuff that goes on with 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 uh, cholesterol. It, there's just a library. You could just look at cholesterol, and there's just libraries full of what it does. Um, and we don't even know what it does. Um, the other thing is, is a lot of the cholesterol information, cholesterol levels are just all over the charts, and it really does not have a direct causative factor with people that have heart attacks or strokes. Okay. Um, there's a correlation, but there's not, not a direct cause. And so the hypothesis is that uh, increased cholesterol even increased dietary intake of cholesterol can influence cholesterol levels and can lead to heart attacks, cardiovascular disease, okay? So there might be a correlation there, but there's a bigger picture here that we need to look at. And that bigger picture is lifestyle. So what do you mean by lifestyle? Well, Let's look at some information from this uh, salt, sugar, fat diet. Just going to read some, some information here. Okay. Every year, the average American eats 33 pounds of cheese. Good grief. That's a whole wheel. That's a big wheel of cheese. Yes, it's a lot. <laughs> Triple what we ate in 1970. 70 pounds of sugar. 70 pounds? Yeah. 22 teaspoons a day. Good night. 8,500 milligrams of salt a day. Most of this comes from processed food. Okay. Yeah, okay? that makes sense. It's so funny because you'll talk to somebody, and this happened to a friend, and he says, well, I'm on a low-salt diet. But he's eating all these processed foods. That's tons okay? of salt, yeah. So what they do is there's food scientists that use cutting edge technology to create what's known as a bliss point uh, of a sugary beverage, of a low fat. If you take fat out of foods, it tastes like garbage. So they start putting sweet, salty things in there. So you know how it goes. What does low fat mean? High sugar, right? Yes. All right? Yeah. And uh, no sugar means high, high fat. fat. Right. Um, so what's happening here is there are fats that are absolutely good for you. But they didn't talk like that. They didn't. They started producing the food industry and big business got together with the government and they started changing our foods. And after World War II, it was the Industrial Revolution. That's when a lot of it started. And so um, they had this, uh, they talked about how saturated fat was bad for you. Right. Um, they talked about how now vegetable oil that we've produced now corn oil, uh, canola oil, all this processed fat that they've processed and heated up and uh, just uh, synthesized and has a long shelf life. Now that's what we should be eating, including margarine. Margarine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when the Americans started eating that, they started having more problems, started having more health issues. And so... That's what's what's kind of happened. I think a lot of us know um, when we were growing up, when I was growing up in the 70s, you know, a lot of the foods, you know, a lot of the diet foods. Yeah. Um, you know, but the processed food industry 
the United States is about one trillion a year in sales. Um, and that's all your fast food. That's all your bag right. chips. Right. Twinkies. So, and Twinkies, by the way, are FDA approved. Did you know that? <laughs> I had no idea. They are. They are. So, th- therefore, they're healthy for you. Oh, are they? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. Good. That's good now, news. I'm not going to vouch for <laughs> fried Twinkies. However, fried Twinkies, if you fry them in vegetable oil, they're approved by the FDA. More than likely, right? I would think. So Twinkies are approved and vegetable oil is approved by the FDA. That's got to be good, right? Sure. Yeah, okay. it's approved by the FDA. So what I'm trying to say is most people are just on an inflammatory diet 24-7. That includes our kids. And uh, I saw something the other day. I was looking on the Internet. Just trivia about food. America eats 75 acres of pizza a day. <laughs> now, that's some trivia, isn't it? Yes. That's a lot of land right there. That's a lot of land. I eat my share of pizza. There's no doubt about it. I do, too. I try to get gluten-free. I don't eat very often, and I try to get uh, natural ingredients. Yeah. Um, but I very, I very rarely eat. Now, sometimes somebody will order it, and I'll, I'll try to eat some. But So what I want to do next is I'm going to challenge you here. Okay. I'm going to challenge you with some slogans. All right. And you tell me where they came from. Okay, I like this game. All right. I'm going to give you a a, a cherry here first. Okay. All right. Low-hanging fruit. Um, All right. This is just silly. Finger-licking good. Oh, that's KFC. That's an easy one. We do chicken right. We treat you right. That's KFC. Yeah. All right. How about think outside of the bun? What's that one? That would be Jack in the Box. What? <laughs> you got destroyed on that one. Sorry. What was it? Okay, oh, wait, I'll wait, wait, wait. One. Head for the border. That's Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yes. Yeah. All right. Um, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. That's uh, Burger King. Okay. Um, your way right away. Uh, Subway. Have it your way. Oh, that's Burger King, too? Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes you got to break the rules. Oh, let's skip that one. It takes two hands to handle a Whopper. That's Burger King, too. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm a macho man. <laughs> yeah. So I want the, me a big old Whopper. So was the Marvel man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, you know, and some spinoffs were pretty cool. Who died and made you? This isn't Burger King. Okay, good. You ain't having it your way, you know. <laughs> um, uh, home of the Whopper, yeah, have it your way. See, this is stuff that I grew up on. Sure. We ate out all the time. We'd be on a run, and we'd be eating this stuff, and we thought it was good. Yeah, it, it was, was good. For you. <laughs> it, yeah. it tastes good anyway. Uh-huh. Um, what about you deserve a break today? At McDonald's. Oh, you got that one. That's an easy one. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce. That's McDonald's. You're describing the Big Mac. Is it not amazing how we all know these? Yeah. These were marketed to us. Yes, they were. Okay. All right. So the best slogan of all time ever and the best advertisement of a fast food company ever. <laughs> At least it's one of my, my favorite of all time. <laughs> okay. Is a sweet old lady. Oh, where's the beef? Yeah. Yes. Isn't that hilarious? I yeah. can still remember her. 
Um, did sure. she go through a drive-thru or yeah. something? Yeah, and she, she yelled open to the speaker. Bun, and she looks down in there and says, where is the beef? Yeah. yeah. Um, now you're eating. I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Pizza Hut. All right. Uh, well, they need to do a better job with marketing. Yeah. Hot eats cool treats. Dairy Queen. Diarrhea Queen. You're no, right. No, I love Dairy Queen. Yeah. I'm a Blizzard fanatic. Yeah. Those are good for you, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they I got guess, cream. I don't know. You know Some people say they are. They got, it's FDA approved. It's got to be, right? It's got lots of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Better ingredients. Better pizza. Papa John. Yes. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm just cutting through here real quick. We speak fish. I'm going to guess Captain D's. Long John Silver's. Oh, I've heard they're, they're nutrition-wise the worst. Yeah. All right. Um, America runs on... Duncan. Duncan Donuts. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Jim Gaffigan has a routine on this one. He's a comedian. Yeah, I love him. Eat fresh. That that's Subway. Yeah, Subway. You gotta look up that. his. Uh, no, I've seen yeah. it. It's he's got another one on Hot Pockets. It's pretty hilarious. You know, I've never had a Hot Pocket in my really? life. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to close with something that's a little close with this part of the podcast. Okay. It's a little bit, a little bit disgusting, <laughs> but it's funny. I think. Okay. Um, you remember the baked Lay's potato yes. chips? Yes. All yeah. right. I know where you're going. You do? Yes. You want to take it? No, no, you, you take it. About it? No? It's going to be oily, isn't it? <laughs> well, so anyhow, I looked at this and it was low fat. And I used to just, I used to tear these things up when I was younger. Yeah. And it had Alestro in it. Yes. that's. <laughs> and one of the side effects of Alestro, even though it's FDA approved, is, are you ready? <laughs> I already know what it is. What is it? Oily discharge. <laughs> Anal leakage. Yes. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't hold that back. <laughs> At least it wasn't explosive diarrhea. Seriously. What are we doing to ourselves? What's We're poisoning ourselves. It's sad. It really is. Yeah. Um, I've got a really close friend. Uh, I just love the guy to death. He's got a really tough job. He gets up about 4.30 every morning, works real hard, comes back. But uh, I just said, hey, Robert, man, I'm concerned about your health because he's gained a lot of weight and stuff. And so he's like, I was just like, well, what do you eat in the morning? He says, oh, I go to Hardy's every morning and have a, a biscuit and sausage and gravy. Every single morning, and then he eats bread all the time with sandwiches, and that's that was that's pretty much what we ate when we were younger, right? Yeah, a lot of absolutely. bread. Absolutely, and his blood pressure's going up, his his memory's going, he's getting a lot of extra weight, and so uh, we got him off a lot of those carbohydrates, a lot of the synthetic fats, and we're putting him on something healthier. But he just started the other day, so I don't know how he's going to be doing, but. Um, anyhow, I just want to encourage people. I know it's like a landmine. It's so confusing out there. Um, but there's a lot of good things that you can do. And so let's talk about the risk factors, the driving force that really affects your health. It's not cholesterol. Okay? Okay. So 
when we eat all these foods that we're talking about, you know, the junk foods, the junk foods, the garbage, it it does something. It call it it produces inflammation. Inflammation can come from so many areas, but inflammation, you know, signs of an inflammatory lifestyle. Um, you know, what creates inflammation? Um, obesity. Do we have that? Yes. Do our kids have it at a terrible level okay. in this country. Diabetes. Terrible level. Kids have it. Yeah. Diabetes is a new a new word now. Uh, is infl- that what I think it is? Uh, diabetes with obesity. Yeah. Uh, inflammaging, inflammation, and aging. Um, smoking, sedentary lifestyle, poor diet, high stress levels, no sleep, and it just goes on and on. So, what this does over a period of time, it increases blood pressure. I mean, these are the risk factors that we're talking about. It's not cholesterol. So what this inflammatory lifestyle does is it jacks up your LDL. Okay? Okay. And so your body is increasing LDL to help control inflammation in your body, including in your blood vessels and everywhere else. And so taking cholesterol just is not effective. When this inflammation takes place, there's something else that kicks in. It's called the PAF, platelet activating factor. This is the beginning of the immune response. And so you have all these white blood cells that start to get involved with inflammation. Um, you know, remember we talked about the, the blood vessels? Yes. Um, the blood vessels can start to, the endothelium, that smooth lining in there, can start to break down and uh, you can start getting plaques inside the vessel itself and you can also get plaque inside the opening all right and so there's two different terms there's one called arteriosclerosis okay all right that's hardening of the arteries they're brittle okay there's another one called atherosclerosis that's narrowing they're both because of plaque as you get older, you're going to have plaque in your arteries. Now, if you look at your heart, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about this cardiologist. It's pretty amazing, but he calls the heart a violent muscle because it pumps so hard. And so the vessels coming off of the heart, they have to expand and contract because that heart is just blowing, ejecting lots of blood through there, and they have to expand and contract, okay? Okay. So you can have placking in there. And actually, to tell you the truth, if you have the atherosclerosis, which is a narrowing because of the plaque. Yes. It's not the hardening. You can actually get rid of that with a healthy diet. How do you dissolve fat again? With With good fats. With fat. With good fats, okay? Not junk fats. So, but what happens when we live this inflammatory lifestyle is we get the plaque, but it starts to harden. That's the arteriosclerosis. And when that happens, the blood vessels lose their elasticity. They become brittle. And so when that heart's pumping, you don't have that elastic recoil. Okay, so, you know, we talked about how that heart pumps so hard and so fast. The first two branches that come off that big artery are little tiny arteries. Like a tree? Does it look like a tree? Looks like an arch. 
like this. Oh, okay, I see. It's an All arch. Right. It arches, and so you've got arteries that go up to the head, the neck, the shoulders, and arms. But the very first blood vessels, arteries that come off of that arch, are tiny little arteries. Okay. The right coronary artery and the left coronary artery, they're tiny. So with this violent pumping, if you get hardening of those arteries, what do you think is going to happen? Well, at first I would say that it could blast some of that uh, plaque through. Yeah, the hardening part. Yeah. So we can still have atherosclerosis with plaque as long as it's flexible. Okay. Okay. Those arteries are okay. But when you start to get the hardening, like you said, the plaque can break off, and guess what happens? It'll eventually go to a small enough artery that will actually block the whole artery, and whatever's distal or beyond that plaque will will die. It's Uh-oh. called a, uh, a myocardial infarction where the heart tissue dies, okay? Okay. Um, so, you know, it's really important to understand that. So, so, so again, I'm, I'm using this word a lot. But the canary in the coal mine, we talked about erectile dysfunction yes. as being a, a leading indicator of heart problems. Well, those coronary arteries right there, they're sitting there right at the most violent part. It's almost like right where the waterfall starts. If you're, if you're at the waterfall, if you just come right at the edge of it, that's where all the power is coming right. out. That's the same thing. When that heart pumps, that ejection is right there where those arteries are. Now, I'm guessing the reason it's there is because there's probably oxygen sensors and CO2 sensors that will um, that can dilate or constrict and increase the blood flow to the heart muscle itself. But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can eat good, healthy fats and dissolve a lot of that placking in there. But uh, the hardening of the arteries is what's so, what's so hard. That's, that's hard. Kind of, it, it, I know it's, it's hard, hard to understand, but that's but it's just hard. You can't do that with diet. You can't take care of hardened arteries with diet. No, you can't. Okay. And so that's when people start to have problems. Yes. Um, so, you know, let's just talk about, uh, you know, what happens when you take blood cholesterol, or excuse me, when you take cholesterol medication, they're called statins. Everybody's on them. Yeah, I know a lot but of people that are. The reason everybody is on them is because this research and where they had this hypothesis that fat kills all right okay not only that they started producing synthetic fats low fat stuff and here we are right now we're really learning the fats are really good for you the healthy fats okay um so the god made fats yeah exactly um so i'm going to go into this book it's called the drug muggers we've had a whole episode on that i've got to read that well we talked about antacids yeah. All right. I remember so we're that. going into cholesterol medication. We had to start talking about the fats and how we got with our diet, inflammatory lifestyle, and now we're all everybody's taking statins, cholesterol lowering medications, which can really create a lot of havoc for people. So so if we look at drug muggers here, um, it's on page one twenty three. So um, one of the problems with cholesterol medication is it lowers something called coenzyme Q10. It's one of the most powerful antioxidants in the body. And what it does is it helps the body produce energy and it helps 
the mitochondria produce ATP. Um, every single cell in your body needs ATP to function. If you are tired or fatigued and you're taking cholesterol medication, there's a really good chance that you're deficient in CoQ10. Okay. Don't take my word for it. Take the pharmacist's word for it, okay? Um, ATP provides energy that helps the body facilitate blood sugar regulation. So guess what? What? If you're taking cholesterol medications, your blood sugar is not regulated. So that causes blood sugar issues, insulin resistance, more inflammation. Cholesterol medication creates problems with muscle contraction. What muscle contracts anyhow? Is there an important muscle that contracts like... 60 like your heart times. maybe is that oh okay oh yeah yeah that's right yeah <laughs> yes, okay that's a very right. important yeah. muscle i mean who cares about the bicep <laughs> not me obviously <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah i know I'll what i'm saying is <laughs> little, where's the beach anyhow my little mosquito bite <laughs> <laughs> so you know it can cause problems with muscle contractions not only that CoQ10 is critical for immune function. It's critical for brain health. It's critical for proper heart function. In fact, CoQ10's most important role is with the heart. Okay? Okay. All right. So, CoQ10 is a a coenzyme. It, it works with other enzymes. It partners in so many enzymatic reactions in the body. So without CoQ10, uh, the adequate amounts, your body would just die in minutes. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> That's drastic. That's right out of this book, okay? <laughs> okay? And there are other people saying this, and we're going to talk about somebody that's really important here in just a minute that really is into this. Um, it's found everywhere in all plants, animal cells. This is kind of like... Uh, cholesterol okay you know yeah um so coq10 improves chest pain arrhythmias high blood pressure shortness of breath heart palpitations and energy levels it protects cholesterol from harmful oxidation um it's great if you're having fatigue or heart disease or fibromyalgia now people that have fibromyalgia what's the big thing they don't have energy right right yeah right. the mitochondria Use, has to have CoQ10 to produce ATP, all right? Okay. So, unfortunately, a lot of people on fibromyalgia have an inflammatory lifestyle, and, you know, so that's going to create disease, stress, lack of energy. Um, CoQ10 can reduce your risk and reverse congestive heart failure to some degree. Wow. Yeah, that's big, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's exciting news, really, for me. And so I kept reading this and reading this and, uh, you know, so the ironic thing about this is the nutrient is depleted. CoQ10 is depleted by cholesterol medication, which is used to treat heart disease. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you got to catch 22 there. There's a lot of those. Yes. There's a lot of those. Yes. There really is. Okay. So the problem is depletion of CoQ10 is becoming epidemic because of the popular cholesterol-lowering drugs called statins. They interfere with the body's natural metabolic pathways. 
the statins block an enzyme called HMZ-CoA reductase. Cholesterol production slows down dramatically. This is the exact same pathway where CoQ10 is produced. Hence, the drug mugging effect of statins. All right. Okay. It mugs what people your co- may not, what's that? It, it mugs your CoQ10. It does. Yeah. It just, yeah, it, it does. So, so what happens is um, the more cholesterol you take, the less CoQ10 you have. Um, so, it, both cholesterols? Huh? Both? Yeah, overall cholesterol. Okay. Yeah. Um, much of this research has been done by a doctor, a cardiologist named Peter Langston, an MD, a cardiologist in Tyler, Texas, who has 30 years of experience treating heart disease with CoQ10. He, okay. That's a, that's, a, that's a medical doctor treating heart disease with CoQ10. That's, All right. we need more of that. Everybody on the planet is on cholesterol medications. When they go to their doctor, their heart doctor, nope, got to be on cholesterol medication. Now, keep this in mind. When we're talking about medication for the heart, we're talking about medication for the supply lines to the heart, the coronary arteries, the vessels, okay? Okay. But CoQ10 has a direct effect on the muscle of the heart. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, yes. The tissue itself. All right. So, um, Mrs. Colbert, the pharmacist that wrote Drug Muggers, interviewed Dr. Langston for this book. And he said, patients with heart failure from any cause have low CoQ10 blood levels. CoQ10 level in the plasma and the heart muscle is lowest in those patients with the most severe heart failure. Right? Right. Okay. Supplementation of CoQ10 in these patients repletes this deficiency and brings about dramatic improvement in heart function and quality of life. Okay. So here you have it. People with heart failure are often, if not always, deficient in CoQ10. That comes straight from the mouth of a leading world authority. So do we make congestive heart failure worse with statin drugs? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. The literature suggests that we do. Dr. Langston had this to say about congestive heart failure. We are currently in the midst of a cognitive, excuse me, a congestive heart failure epidemic in the United States. The cause or causes are unclear, but this is the deal. CoQ10 protects cells from DNA damage, so it makes sense. It may also have an anti-cancer effect. Um, CoQ10 has the ability to penetrate every cell in your body. He calls it a slippery Molecule. What that means, it can slide in and out of a lot of the cell membranes, which it probably needs to do because it has to get in there and help the body produce ATP. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, anyhow. So, what's what's going on here is it makes sense here, he says, that drugs that deplete CoQ10 may leave you with a higher risk of cancer and memory loss in addition to heart failure. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> well, the other thing is I'm thinking about the hope for people. Yeah. How many people are dying of heart disease? I, I, 
I mean, you could just Google that. We all know somebody's died of a heart attack. You know, I had a friend at church, um, great guy. John was his name, great Christian guy. He actually died while he's reading his Bible. Had a massive heart attack. The guy jogged. He was six foot, weighed 180 pounds. Good grief. That sounds yeah. like perfect shape. Now, I don't know what his what he was doing for his medication and stuff like that. But I just thought to myself, man, I wonder if he just had a deficiency in CoQ10. I wonder if he's on cholesterol medication. Because there's so many people that believe that. And then if you if you're on cholesterol medication and you're your cholesterol levels go too low. I mean, you can really have some serious problems. My mother-in-law, she had muscle wasting. She had anxiety attacks. She was having memory issues. Went to the ER. They asked her the first thing they asked her at the ER, are you on cholesterol medication? If you are, get off of it. At it's the threatening ER. your life. Yes, at the ER. That's amazing. That's not health care. That's life-saving. Yeah. Okay? So, anyhow. Um, but... What I would like to do next is just talk about some healthy fats. That sounds good. I need to know this. Some healthy lifestyle things, some ways to, you know, get healthy. Okay. All right. So ways to get healthy. Well, how do we reduce inflammation? Well, drink plenty of water. That makes sense. Get exercise. Exercise actually increases HDL. Okay. okay? Which is what they call the good cholesterol. Um, the happy eat more healthy fats avocado walnuts pecans fish um, olive oil um, all those types of fats are good for you ditch the trans fats trans fats are horrible for you yeah we've had a lot of studies on those yep processed fats um, corn oil vegetable oil Crisco all that stuff yeah get rid of those um Eat vegetables. You know, and this is the other thing. Everybody talks about vegetarian, all this other stuff. I know some vegetarians that just eat junk food all the time, and they call themselves vegan. That's not healthy, though, right? (laughs) No, not at all. But seriously, if you eat twice as many vegetables as fruits, and you eat good, clean meats like grass-fed chicken, the reason we talk about grass-fed chicken is because when they eat the grass— when they eat the bugs, they get omega-3 fat in their body. And omega-3 fat reduces inflammation. Omega-3 grass-fed butter. Um, eggs from the, from the grass-fed chickens. Um, pasture-fed pork. Um, grass-fed beef. Now, a lot of people will say red meat is not good for you. I will guarantee you that red meat from big industry is horrible for you. Yeah. So um, I don't eat a ton of red meat. I, I do like it, but um, I just watch it. Cut back on your processed sugars. Get rid of anything that's processed in your house um, that has corn, soy, wheat, and dairy. Anything in a box or in a package, crackers, cookies, chips, oh, all man. that stuff. That's rough. It is, but you know what? Dying of a heart attack, not to <laughs> grandkids, is kind of rough, too. Yes, it is. Going to the hospital and talking about all the doctors you got to see gets old after a while. I'm sure. And I, I don't do that. But there are a lot of people that live by their drugs and their doctors. Yeah. And they're sick. Their quality of life is horrible. And that's what's expensive. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I, I've, I've probably left some things out here, but I, 
I certainly hope I've uh, helped some people, at least, if anything, to look at the CoQ10 um, and, you know, look at that doctor. The doctor's name is Dr. Capital L-A-N-G-S-J-O-E-N. He's a cardiologist out in uh, Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas. Yeah. Yep. And so I'll give you some more information, too, on some of the uh, CoQ10. Now, how do you get your level of CoQ10? Is that a, is there a blood test for that? Uh, I'm sure there is. Um, so the take-home point with CoQ10 is you can dramatically reduce the side effects you may get from statin cholesterol drugs and protect your brain, your liver, and your heart. Now, CoQ10 is in organ meats, kidney, heart, liver, which we all love, right? No. No, I don't either. <laughs> not at all. Um, they're not very appetizing, so there's supplements that you can take. Um, he also has a, a, a syndicated column, and a lot of his readers will ask, you know, whether CoQ10 will work just as well as ubiquinol. Um, and he believes that ubiquinol is actually better. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So, gosh, I had an area here where they talked about the sources. So, but just about every drug out there is a mugger of CoQ10. Acid blockers, allergy drugs, antacids, anti-arrhythmics. Is that a group? <laughs> a music group? I ain't got no rhythm. Oh, that would be bad. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of the eurythmics, and yeah. they, uh, they're fantastic. I love okay. them. Okay. <laughs> Antibiotics. Antibiotics. Yeah, antibiotics. Okay. Antidepressants, blood thinners. Really? Blood pressure drugs. You know, this the antidepressants, there's as many people on antidepressants as there are on statins, I yeah. believe. Um, diabetic medications, cancer drugs, psychiatric drugs. So that's pretty much everything, right? So this is what you need to eat on your plate: beef, chicken, um, rainbow trout, peanuts, sesame seeds, pistachios, broccoli, cauliflower, organ meats, like we said earlier. Um, so anyhow, um, the other thing is for general health: take thirty to fifty milligrams once or twice daily. The drug mugger dose is fifty to two hundred milligrams once or twice daily. For cancer or heart disease, 100 to 200 milligrams, two or three times a day. Discuss this with your doctor. Now, this is from a pharmacist. Okay. So she knows what she's talking Sounds about. Like it's you, not yeah. coming from the chiropractor here. Um, well, you know what you're talking about, too. Oh, I do, <laughs> but I don't know much down. about drugs, other than I know they harm you a lot. <laughs> right. So, you know, and again, if you want more information, just get the book. It's a great book. I'm going to be using this book quite a bit here. But so last... You know, in the last couple of weeks, we talked about antacids. This week, we talked about um, fat chance. Yeah. Lifestyles. Kind of how uh, big business changed how we eat and pushed a lot of these processed foods, and it created inflammation and uh, the cholesterol medication. But, uh, you know, so... A lot of Anyhow, good information. This, a lot of good information. I hope this wasn't too boring or too analytical or whatever. But uh, well, I've learned know. a lot. 
What's that? I've learned a whole lot. That's good. Yeah. This, um, this episode, especially. Yeah. I can't tell you how many patients I have that are on cholesterol medications that are on medications that just completely make them void. Yeah. CoQ10. That's bad. Now, I will say this. Um, there's a there's a supplement called Nordic Naturals. It has omega-3 fat in it, but it also has CoQ10. It's specifically designed for people with heart issues and energy issues. What's it called again? Nordic Naturals. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you sell that here? Um, I used to sell it. Uh, you know, right now, you know, I, I'm not sitting here trying to sell stuff. Right. I'm really trying to get people help. Um, where, can, you know, where can somebody find that? Um, just get the book, Drug Muggers. Okay. Um, you know, or Nordic Naturals. Call up, uh, go to your, uh, your your nutrition store. Like Nature's Market is here. They're really good. Yes, I like that yeah. place a lot. So, anyhow, um, other things that you can do, obviously, the keto diet, ketogenic diet. Dr. Berg, B as in boy, E-R-G, has a great intermittent fasting ketogenic Facebook page. Thousands of people getting tremendous results, losing weight, feeling healthier. Well, that sounds um, good. Yeah. So the ketogenic diet and the intermittent fasting and a low-carb diet have helped a ton of people. Um, you know, and a lot of these folks might say, well, there's not enough research. There are people that have literally gotten great results. And, you know, you can't argue with results. You can sit there and wait for research forever, but results is, is are, trumps the research. And then the research a lot of times – is based on money, yes, and based on right. wanting a certain outcome. So I, I'd say the majority of the time, yeah, on, it on seems those like it, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm not getting paid any money to talk about eating healthy here, <laughs> right? So anyhow, well, listener, but, uh, if you've uh, if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, we'd love for you to stop by at 147 Raymond Hirsch Parkway here in White House, Tennessee. And uh, just talk with Dr. Banning about about any uh, prescriptions you may be on and uh, what, what you can do to, to help yourself. Or you can give us a call at area code 615-672-7878. Check out our website, whitehousechiropractic.com. There's a contact form on there. You can uh, contact us that way. Dr. Banning, I, once again, this has been a great episode. I've learned a ton, and uh, I, need to, uh, I need to think about a lot of this stuff. You know, don't think about it. Do it. Don't think. Do. Act. Act. Okay, yes. very good. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we head out? Hey, looking forward to next week's podcast. Um, and I'm just enjoying this time of the year. Christmas season is upon us. Yes. Hopefully we'll get dumped upon with lots of snow. <laughs> it's just so I would much, love nothing better. Yeah, it'd be great. Well, I guess you'd be affected since you're a driver. That's true. That's yeah. true. My, it may be rough, but I love snow. Yeah. I love snow. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, it was great talking here and uh, look forward to doing the next podcast. See you then. All right. Bye.